Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by the still hungover Greg Browning. Have you had a, have you time to recover this week, Greg? It's been a very long week. <laughs> very long. I'm probably just out of the worst of it now. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was tough. Very tough. <laughs> Well, with good reason, you'd plenty of reason to celebrate at the weekend as the mighty Super St. Johnson won their second major trophy in their entire history. Yeah, let's not say that. Let's just say, though, it's okay. our second major trophy in seven years. That sounds much better. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes them, what, the most successful team in Scotland outside Celtic for the last ten years. Is that correct? It's a factual. It's facts. We only deal with facts here in the podcast, and that is one of the facts this week is we are the most successful club in Scotland outside of Celtic over the last 10 years. You could possibly argue the last 20 years, but we won't go there. No, it's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> uh, so it's fitting this week that we've got former St. Johnson midfielder and legend David Weatherston with us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, my one year was memorable. Um, but yeah, I mean, we won the Challenge Cup that year. Uh, so yeah, I guess that, count, that doesn't count as a major trophy, obviously, in Greg's books but uh, did until <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're still adding to the honours list there David so don't uh, don't belittle your achievement <clears throat> right, yeah. uh, so how are you I'm well thank you yep just uh, interesting that you say we only deal in facts in a betting tipping podcast but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how tr- truthful that is but uh, the, next, yeah. the next the next 30 or 40 minutes will be full of speculation and <laughs> yeah. some Nostradamus type predictions so yes. we'll do our We'll do our best to deal in, in facts as much as we can, but uh, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, before, before we get cracking this week then, Greg, we had another one in Napa on the podcast last week and it was two out of three in terms of tips, but we fairly covered quite a few other games and got a few things right as well. Yeah, it was a good podcast last week in terms of outcomes. Like you say, the Nap one, um, Peterborough won 2-1 at home to Wigan. That man, Clark Harris, scored a late double which is great. Uh, 2-2, we crew at Sunderland. And the only blight on the, on the card was essentially St Mirren getting a very, very dubious late penalty against Ross County. And I think Jim Goodwin came out and said that he didn't deserve to win that match. It wasn't a penalty, but for St Mirren, um, secured them three points and takes them to within touching distance of top six. Yeah, unfortunately, Bet365 don't listen to what Jim Goodwin <laughs> but along the way, we also suggested. I think we spoke about Queen of the South for a really big price to beat Dunfermline. They won one 0 um, I think you talked me out of a broth beating there when they won as well. And there was a few others that we had mentioned yeah, along Dundee, the way. Well, obviously, I posed Dundee. I think yeah. I said you're mad if you bought a back Dundee at four to five away from home, and they um, drew two two at Morton. And yeah, your shout of our both at two to one was a good shout. And Queen of the South were eleven to four at home yeah. to Dunfermline. So yeah, been a good week. Yeah, and uh, I both play Queen of the South this weekend, so we'll have a wee chat about that further into the podcast. Um, and we've got a full card in the Premiership this week, and a full card minus one game, uh, which has already been postponed. The Friday night game between the Wraith Rovers and Dunfermline in the Championship. So we'll kick off. We've got um, Aberdeen at home to Hamilton, uh, and I think we all thought Hamilton were a pretty good price at. Home to St Johnson last night, Greg. Um, we thought St Johnson might have been hungover. Hamilton led for most of the game, but St Johnson managed to peg them back late on. 
And what a goal it was as well from Melamed's. It was a Bergkamp S goal, and I say that without any bias. We get a chance to watch it, have a look at it. So I think in terms of last night's game, um, Hamilton were just above four to one, and whilst I didn't fancy us to lose the game last night, I thought Hamilton and the double chance market were a decent call. Um, they're actually in decent form, Hamilton. Very competitive. They are bottom of the league by a point, but when you look back through their last five games. Draw, win, draw, lose, win. They've only lost one of the last five. Mm-hmm. That loss came at Easter Road uh, two weeks ago. They got a man sent off after, what, 10 minutes. So they're in decent nick. They performed well last night. They racked up eight corners last night. And we're on that on last night's nap on the channel to hit phone five corners. And they essentially travelled to Aberdeen, who, despite their heroics and a 1-0 win, <laughs> two weeks ago they then went to Celtic Park last week which I believe was a pretty dire game and okay they didn't embarrass themselves they only lost 1-0 but that now makes it this one goal in their last eight um, they're 4-9 to win this match which I find quite incredible yeah. I, I do think Aberdeen will win the match to be fair they're at home they have to start winning games at some point but Hamilton, over the last couple of months, have been very, very competitive. They, they haven't lost many games by more than a goal. And I think there's probably quite a nice angle here, again, to back Hamilton corners. When you look back through Hamilton's recent matches, um, they've actually hit four or more corners now in each of their last seven games. So eight last night, nine against Dungeon United. They've got four v Ross County, five v Rangers, and the other three games they hit five, five and four. Mm-hmm. So... Very much in the match, I think for them to hit four corners against Aberdeen on Saturday is six to four, which I think is a cracking price uh, for them to hit four corners. Given where they are in the league, they are fighting for their life still. Very much involved in that relegation battle with, you can say, Comanica and Ross County, and Aberdeen aren't certainly heavily, are they? They're a team that's struggling for goals. Um, could be an R tight one 0 to be fair, but. I think for Hamilton to get four corners at 6-4 to four, um, looks backable. I think just purely based on forum, take the clubs out of it here. You know, If you're looking at the forum, I think there could be worse bets than 13-2 to do or in Hamilton at the weekend. What do you think, David? Yeah, I think it will be difficult for them coming off the, the way they, they lost the three points uh, last night. It would probably be quite tough to take. You know, they're probably thinking they're on for a home win. Take them off the bottom of the league. Um mm. Aberdeen obviously they got that win over Kelly and true form went to Celtic Park and went back to not scoring um, which is what the first what is it eight out of nine games or something they've not scored yeah. which is yeah. absolutely <laughs> incredible um, I think I just think that at home with Hamilton coming off uh, three days yeah just three days after their game against St Johnson I think it's going to be tough for them to get a win but um, yeah I don't think it'll be high scoring by any means, I think no. we'll see another drab, drab affair at Petardry, and uh, what is it? Two games, two games to go before the split for them. Doesn't, yeah, they don't look like winning many games post split, so they might, they might, might be their last chance at a home win of the season. So maybe, uh, maybe try and yeah, try and play a bit more attacking football. But yeah, I can't, I can't see it happen. Um, for Hamilton getting three points to be honest just on that um, Melamed goal just quality like the, 
the touch, and it's not not just the touch, which is quality. The fact that he hits it so quickly after it, it's really really quality. And that's uh, five five goals and seven starts for him, Mason Johnson, which is pretty pretty. Yeah, solid. he's been a great signing. I think obviously you'd be disappointed not to have played in the final, but yeah. that probably shows you the kind of strength and depth in the squad now that he's in the bench. Yeah, I think probably our most was, dangerous striker. It was a little bit of a, a negative move from from Davidson, but Thorson Johnson absolutely deserved to win the cup final. Um, they were by far the better team in Livingston. That, God, Livingston just punting everything long, hoping to win second balls, and it just I know that that's I know they do play like that, but it just didn't work at all for them against the back three. And uh, I was obviously happy to see St Johnston winning the trophy and. They definitely deserved it, but yeah, I think Melamed will be disappointed, as you say, and I expect um, he'll be looking to score a few more goals before the season's out. Yeah, I think just on, just on Hamilton, I think at the moment... I'm glad you brought it back down to Hamilton there, Greg, because I was worried that oh, he's, sorry, going yeah. to, he's yeah. going to turn every game here with like St. Johnson <laughs> loving. You know what, he's going to do that. It would not be a problem at all. <laughs> it's like listening to Off the Ball. But uh, on, on to Hamilton, I think Ross Callahan's been a sensational signing for them. He was at St Johnston actually <laughs> last season. I, I really liked him, but he's probably been Hamilton's best player this season. He scored again last night. I think he's their top goal scorer. He also takes penalties. So if anyone's looking for a, a really big priced goal scoring bet for this match, uh, look no further than Ross Callahan. Yeah, he, he was coming through at Wraith just as I was I can't remember it must have been at Falkirk at the time when he was started playing for Wraith as a teenager and you could tell he was he had a bit about him so yeah not surprised he's playing in the Premiership yeah although we think it's probably going to be a low scoring game just looking at Aberdeen's goals for and against this season with 32 goals scored in 31 games grim yeah very yeah. grim not, not exciting ok so probably a, a forgettable game at Putaudry but Greg, you're going for four or more corners for Hamilton at 64. Yes. Okay, uh, we've already touched on Livingston. They travel to Motherwell. Um, Motherwell are 5-2 to two to win this. Livy now no wins in five uh, off the back of that brilliant run that they had. They scored just twice in those five games. And there's a real danger that their season's going to fall apart here. Um, and I was kind of looking at the table and thinking, well, they've more or less secured top six but I just wonder if finishing top six is possibly the worst thing that could happen to them because I don't know if you guys will remember Partick Thistle kind of overachieved Who? a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> Finished top six, never won another game for the rest of the season, got relegated the next season and they now find themselves in League One. I don't think they ever really recovered from that success of getting They've not won a game six. for months either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Lovey really need a win. Um to turn things, turn this season back around again for them, I think, because there is a danger that it could really just fizzle out for them. And they played last night, obviously, against Rangers. Um, to be fair, battled well. Well, I say battled, they got six players booked last night. <laughs> um, I, I guess the, the most surprising thing was that Marvin Bartley wasn't one of them, which is quite incredible. He's <laughs> their most booked player. Um, mm. We'll get on to some more booked players in a second. But, yeah, I think Livy's season is on a downward spiral. Uh, I've obviously shared in the channel this week that I've got probably two or three bets in this game um, in terms of being my probably bet of the season for this match. Yeah, and they're all kind of... I think we recognise that Motherwell look a good price here, don't they? Yeah, they do. I think, obviously, we've, 
acknowledge that the bookies have priced this game up purely on the basis of Livingston's league position. They've not factored in anything else into this. They've not factored into the fact that Livy are now one win in seven. They played last night. They are away from home. And they've not won at Fur Park in nine matches. I think Motherwell have won seven and drawn two of the last nine. And if you throw into the mix as well, Motherwell's fine win last week at Easter Road. They've got four or five of their key players back from injury as well. It's quite a compelling story there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, disappointing season for Motherwell so far. They, they now can't make the top six by my calculations. Um, so they're going to be scrapping it out with the, the bottom teams um, just towards the end of the season. I, I think we all can agree that they've probably got one of the best squads in the league, but for whatever reason this season, they've just not performed. Yeah, I think I think um, it may have just been sort of coming to the end of the cycle for the previous yeah. manager. It, it's, it, it can happen. Um, there was suggestion that he was going to leave. What last was it last summer or maybe mm. before that? And maybe that just kind of took some of the players' eyes off it, or maybe even the manager just wasn't uh, quite the same. It's hard to tell when you're not sort of in amongst it. But um, yeah, they've got good players. I think I said last time I was on, they look like they're picking up, and they promptly lost three 0 at home. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah, good result last week. Um, was it very, very inconsistent, aren't they? They're probably the most inconsistent side in the league. Yeah. But they're not clear yet of the danger zone. I think uh, we're only seven points clear of bottom place. Yeah. Um, County and Kilmarnock playing, they could easily be dragged back into it. So they really need another win just to move themselves away from that drop bottom two. Yeah, I, fancy, I definitely think that price is really, really appealing this weekend. Um, as you say, Livingston played last night, they played Sunday, lost both games, both tight games as well. Um, they put a lot of effort into this week for absolutely nothing. That can that can drain on you. And I think um, it's going to be tough for them to go to Fur Park and get a result. It's it's difficult to lift yourself. It's I mean, maybe once, but to do it again another another mm-hmm. three days later, it could be could be tough for them. And they're on a bad run, I'm sure they're thinking themselves. Um like oh we've had I'm glad we had a good early season because at the moment it's looking down and yeah I think uh, they know the cup final's done they're probably in the top six but apart from that the league's pretty much done they can't get into the top uh, top four so yeah I think uh, it's going to be hard to back against Motherwell this weekend yeah and that that momentum that they had can work both ways David you know it's great when you're winning but it's it's very hard to get out of yeah, a, a, a losing streak as yeah, well yeah definitely can be Okay, so as Greg said, there's a few bets been shared on his private channel um, for members there, but I think general consensus is that Mother will look overpriced for this one. Next up, we're going to have a look at St Mirren's trip to Rangers, and the Rangers could actually win the league this weekend um, with a win, and if Celtic fail to win, I think, or maybe if Celtic could beat, I'm not quite sure of the maths. Um, there's seven games left to play for Rangers, guys. What price do you think Rangers are to go through the season unbeaten? At this stage, bear in mind they've got to play Celtic twice, they'll be playing Hibernian and Aberdeen, and at the moment you would say they're up against Livingston and St Mirren, who are likely to fill up the top six. Mm. Any guesses? Evens. Oh, about six to four maybe, I was thinking. David, spot on, six to four. Yeah. I thought that was short. I thought. Yeah, it's, I think that is short. I think, that I think you'd probably, probably get a better odds if you just tackle it game by game. Yeah, yeah. 
I think. <laughs> I don't know. I've not done that. Especially maths, if they've but... got to go to Celtic Park. Like, they're not going to be better than evens there, are they? You wouldn't have thought. Uh, not to lose. Oh, to not lose, yeah, maybe they would be like... Yeah, yeah, okay. so, yeah. I mean, it will be a relatively short price not to lose, but you'd think that over the course of seven games, then you'd probably get better yeah. than 64 and odds. They've, but... got, they've got another two European games minimums. Yeah, they're definitely that's, that's true. short. Yeah. Okay, so again, it was like a fairly straightforward home win here for Rangers. Um, and David, I know you're keen on the Rangers to win to nil market, a market that I have been championing all season. Uh, Rangers are now 22 wins to nil out of their 27 victories in the Premiership this season. Yeah, um, I was very surprised to see the price of this when I looked at it. So they've they've conceded two goals at home all season. Um, so when I went to check it, I presumed I'd see maybe one to two. But Rangers to win to nil, I was 11 to 10 this weekend. <laughs> Against a St Mirren side who, yeah, I mean, their away form's not exactly uh, prestigious, is it? They're, they've, yeah, I mean, they're not bad for probably for St Mirren. They've won six and drawn six, but they uh, lost six. But I mean, yeah, Rangers. Very surprised by that. Very. So I think you've mentioned what went to nil now every week since <laughs> the start of the season, and quite rightly so. And over the last few weeks at home. They've probably been what eight to eleven, four to five best. Yeah. So I'm I'm absolutely stunned to see them eleven to ten against St Mirren side who don't score any goals, and really all they have to do is just try and protect their goal difference to get mm. into top six. True. Um, yeah. So I think it's a great it's a great price and a great bet. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm I'm definitely definitely on that myself for this weekend and the way I mean Rangers they're not exactly. Firing all cylinders in the league at the moment, but they're still relying on that solid base. And it's not, it's not so much that they're defending unbelievably well and and keeping out chances. They're just they're pressing well from the front and not really giving up many chances due to the possession they're they're dominating. And I just think, yeah, I, I can't see St Mirren, I can't see St Mirren scoring, and all I can see is Rangers winning. Yeah, I mean St Mirren haven't really been scoring of late. I think they've only scored what. Three in their last six six games, is it? So you know, it's not as if they're turning up at Ibrox with bags of goals in them either. So yeah, I'm like you, Greg. I just think that's a, a remarkable price, <laughs> given where we're at at this stage of the season for Rangers. You know, it's just all about getting over the finish line. You know, we've seen them eke out several one 0 wins in the last few weeks, um, yeah. and one without conceding. So yeah, for me, that's one of the standout bets this weekend. It's uh, Rangers to win to nil. Okay, our next game we're going to have a look at is Ross County v Kilmarnock, and if you'll bear with me. <laughs> that's, the, that's the six pointer klaxon. And, <laughs> and this, this, this is the proverbial six pointer, isn't it, Greg? It really is. It's a massive, massive game. Um, I don't think either side can afford to lose this, as in. Confidence-wise, Tommy Wright's coming to Kilmarnock, still a final win. He picked up his first point last weekend against United. And by all means, I think they absolutely battered United last week at home. And Dundee United do what Dundee United do, leave and gain a very undeserved point. But Ross County last weekend, off the back of a good win, have done what they've done time and time again this season. Yeah, with attention. back it up. They don't back it up next week. 
So last weekend they went to Ross County, they went to St Mirren, sorry, uh, competed well, probably deserved a point, but ultimately were undone by a by a penalty. And they are right in the mix of what you would say is a, a relegation battle between themselves, Kilmarnock and, and uh, Hamilton. So form-wise, it's difficult to gauge. I think the bookies haven't got a clue in terms of the markets here. Ross County are 15-8 to eight at home. Kilmarnock are 13-8. to eight. Bit surprised to see Kilmarnock favourites here, I must admit, mm-hmm. given that Kilmarnock yeah. struggled to score. And Ross County have at least picked up some really good wins over the last two or three months. Making Kilmarnock's favourites is just nonsensical <laughs> at the moment, no matter who they're playing, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, what is it? I know they got a point in Dundee United last week, but that's the first point out of the last 27 available. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, like you say, I don't know how they can make Kilmarnock favourites here. Um, I wouldn't like to try and pick a winner here. I really wouldn't. Um, I'm not going to say what I usually say, but you know what I mean. <laughs> in fact, I will say it. No result would surprise us here. Yeah. A home win, a draw, or an away win. I guess if Kilmarnock was to score a couple of goals, that would surprise us. Recently, so I think for me in terms of this match, don't even bother getting involved in the win draw win markets. However, we have two of the leagues. Um, how shall I put it? Uh, bad boys. You can swear if you want. We'll be playing. So, Alan Power and Ian Vigors. Between the two of them, how many bookings have they received this season? I'm going. Are you doing twenty one? You doing an over under line for us? <laughs> uh, twenty one. So combined. So twenty one for David. Uh, I'll go slightly lower. I'll go eighteen. I thought you were going to go twenty there and play the strategy. The two of them actually twenty five. Ah. Powers had twelve bookings and no reds. Vigers twelve bookings and one red. Wow. Um, it's such a crucial match. This. And Ross County don't half like to get the boots stuck in. They're the league's most booked side. And there's probably four or five candidates on the Ross County side for a booking here. And very surprised to see it as, well, I'm not saying it's big, but for over 3.5 cars in this game, given it's a pivotal match for both sides, mm-hmm. even money for four cards, yeah. I think it's worth taking on. Yeah, sounds pretty decent. Um, who's the referee? Ewan... Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> That's rehearsed. Um, yeah, so I think his matches are kind of two, three, and four bookings per game. Nothing flash. Um, he's booked quite a few people in previous games, but for me, given what's at stake here for both sides, it's a it's a massive win. It's a massive game for both clubs. So I think it'll be very competitive, and we should see cards. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty, is it, David? No, I think uh, since Tommy Wright's come in, I think he's definitely made a conscious effort to tighten things up and try and start start with the defence and hopefully they can nick games and sort of gain confidence that way. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring battling game. Um, not sure what the weather forecast is, but if it's windy up there, I can definitely see a, a game to avoid this weekend. Well, you say that. I mean, there's been four goals scored in the last three Meetings between the two sides, them, but, I yeah, think, yeah, but, but I think just Tommy Wright coming in, I think he's definitely yeah. made a conscious effort to, to try and keep the conceding. The goals angle is quite interesting because, as you say, Kamani can't score in goals, but 
you can get even money on the Asian line of two and two and a half. So half states back if there's two goals. I actually yes. think there could be goals in this match. Nothing points towards it, to be fair. No. In the data, in the stats. <laughs> Try to base this on facts. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you have to go with your gut. <laughs> and I think we'll see at least two goals in this match. Well, yeah. I mean, Kamalak can't go on not scoring goals, can they? No. Can they? Can they? <laughs> <at some> point. <laughs> well, they can. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, yeah, from a betting point of view on the outrights, I think it's a game to be avoided. But, Greg, you're going to go for over three and a half cards at even money? Yes. Who's that with? That is with uh, William Hill. Hills. Okay, doke. Last game on Saturday in the Premiership is the aforementioned world beaters St. Johnson uh, at home to Hibs. Uh, and we thought it might have been a bit of a hangover for St. Johnson last night, Greg, but uh, I didn't see the game myself, so I don't know if Hamilton outplayed them or played them off the park or whatever, but they'd certainly be happy with a point, I would have thought, um, off the back of that Betfred Cup win. Um, Hibs go there, they've got the best away record in the league outside Rangers, I think. Um, yep. The only teams that they've lost to away from home are Rangers, Celtic and Aberdeen this season, which is pretty strong away for them. Um Come off the back of a bad defeat to Motherwell last weekend, but you think they were a decent price here, David? Yeah, um, just just based on St Johnson's week again, um, more than it. Well, the form as well. St Johnson's home form. They've won three games at McDermott all season. They've lost seven. Um, Hibs have won nine, lost three away. So yeah, based on the form, it looks like the price for Hibs which is uh, 13 to 8, is quite high, but also just the fact that St. Johnson had the high of the cup um, on Sunday. Um, obviously, <laughs> it's one of those situations where actually COVID's probably helped them because they didn't get the chance to celebrate together, I would imagine. <laughs> um, I know, I'm sure a few, a few of the boys would have maybe had a beer after the game or whatever and stuff, and understandably so. Um, but they... By all accounts, they played pretty well last night. Um, Hamilton scored against the run of play in the first half. Um, from what I, what I was what I was hearing from my mates, so I think um, I think they bounced back well. But to go again uh, another two days later, I think it's going to be difficult for them. And with their home record and Hibs away record, I think the price on Hibs at thirteen to eight is very very backable. Um, I think yes, last they night... have been inconsistent, but yeah, I think um, it's worth backing. I think last night ended St. Johnson's hopes of top six. So they need a bit of a miracle now. They have to win their last two games against Hibs and Ross County and hope St. Mirren lose both their games. So St. Mirren obviously at Rangers, so you'd expect them to lose that. And they've then got Hamilton. So it could be done, but I think you're probably right, David. I think yeah. it's maybe just a step too far. With top six probably out of reach now, a match last night, obviously a massive performance on Sunday to win the Cup. Uh, Hibs is away form as well, um, definitely second best in the league. Much better away from home than at Eastern Road. Their yeah. home form has been pretty dire, to be fair. And <laughs> they certainly have had their rubber of the green this season, Hibs. Last minute goals, penalties, sending offs, all that sort of stuff. I keep saying it most weeks. Hibs haven't impressed me really at all recently. But I must say that they're still getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they did win their last four games prior to last week's match, so I probably shouldn't be too critical. Plus, yeah, I've they're, got they're looking good for a third. 
Yeah, they're so, looking yeah. good for third. Um, and also, I think, did Rooney get injured last night for St. Johnston? Went off injured. And he's a, I mean, he's sort of been a big player for him the last sort of month, at least. Um, yeah, he so. has. I think the 38. Hibbs got a last-minute goal here earlier in the season. Um, yeah. I don't expect many goals, but in terms of the value, looking at yeah. Hibbs away from 38 looks pretty tasty, actually. Yeah. Okay, it's actually about a 74 available at Bet365, which is even yeah. better. So, it's a Hibs win for you, David? Yeah. Okay, look. Uh, and finishing up the Premiership on Sunday, we've got Celtic's trip to Dundee United. I guess Celtic, now it's just a case of trying to delay the inevitable. Um, I guess they don't want to be handing the title to Rangers uh, on Sunday, so they'll be desperate to avoid defeat at Tannadice. Uh, for Dundee United, it's a, it's a must-win game for them if they to finish top six in the league they still need a few other results to go their way as well um, last week's performance for Celtic under John Kennedy didn't really inspire much we thought we might have got a response out of them but um, it was pretty much what we've expected all season from Celtic Greg no I, th- I think I expected probably a little bit more last weekend it was deja vu for Celtic against Aberdeen got an early goal and it finished 1-0. That just doesn't happen for Celtic at home at Celtic Park to go 1-0 up in a game like that and see it finishing 1-0. So I don't have much hope for this match on Sunday. Um, it's a bit of a, a meh match for Celtic at all, really. Celtic fans just want the season to end. At what pace are Celtic for this game? Is it 1-2? to Is it as big three, as that? 3-10. to 3-10. Three ten. Fairly short, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very short. Dungeon United are five to six to hit four corners, which okay. I don't think is a bad shout. Um, I'll have a think about that, but in terms of the other angles here, United to get some bookings is probably another shout, but again, it's quite short at four to seven. Yeah, David, you get anything for this one? Uh, no, not particularly. I think, yeah, Celtic's price is very short, but I guess the thing with John Kennedy is probably not that much of a surprise that things looked pretty similar last week because mm. from what you hear and read about Lennon, he's not particularly hands-on with tactics and stuff. So you do wonder where where the sort of style of play was coming from. And I think Kennedy's there's a good well, chance of a lot of it was coming from him. Like the it's um, interesting you say that because I have heard that the style of play um, that they, they practiced during the week. Um, when Kennedy seems to be, you know, the kind of head coach, if you like, um, is not what has been translated onto the pitch, and that's been part of the problem this season. So I think there, mm. there was maybe an expectation that they might have seen a slightly different okay. uh, formation, maybe different personnel, and a, a different kind of style of play. But it didn't really occur at the weekend. No, no. I mean, I think I think they'll probably win. I think um, they have a huge incentive now that if they can, Rangers have a chance to win the title at Celtic Park. Is that right? Yeah. I think Celtic have a huge incentive now to make sure that they go to, into that game with the chance to beat Rangers, knock away their unbeaten season and stop them winning the title of Celtic Park. So I think it's a, it's important probably for them, like in a season which has been an absolute disaster for them, uh, that they get sort of a, one small win along the yeah. way. Those conversations must happen, mustn't they? Yeah, like, definitely. Not 100%. letting Rangers come to Parkhead and win. 100%. In the dressing room, you mean, Greg? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What, just the club, the dressing room, the manager or the chairman? Yeah, definitely. There's no way we're letting them come to our stadium and win the league. No, nah, it's, it's definitely, it will already be, you'd get into it, I'm 100% sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so no real betting angle in this one, I guess. Um, Celtic probably just too short to be backing away from home on current form. Um, the United, 8-1. to one. Not for you guys? Nah, not for nah, me. I think, I think um, they, yeah. they'll give Celtic a game possibly, but I, I don't think they're good enough to get anything from the match. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll have a quick dip into the Championship before we finish up. Uh, match of the day in the Championship is undoubtedly, well, I was going to say it's undoubtedly Harps, Feed and D, but we'll come on to our both feet going to the South. Harps, Feed and D, and D have been chucking out some brilliant goals stats. And if you're a fan of goals betting, then Dundee have been the team to be on this season across all sorts of leagues. Uh, both teams to score has landed in 13 out of 16 games so far, over two and a half and 11 out of 16. Um, we were looking at goals angles earlier, you and I, Greg, but over two and a half is just three to five here. Yeah, we expect it to be short, and I think that's based on the fact that one, Hearts are at home, and uh, until recently, Hearts had been banging the goals in at home. Mm-hmm. But Hearts are a club at the moment who really need to get their act together, don't they? They're going to win the league quite comfortably, but for a club like Hearts, and the players they've got, and the money they're spending... I don't think there's any Hearts fans out there who think the last one's been acceptable. Because it's not. They've drawn away to Inverness. They've drawn away to Queen of the South, the last-minute goal. They've drawn it home to Morton. That's three consecutive draws when they really should be steamrolling teams. Not every week, but their recent form at the moment has been very, very poor. Yeah, I think we spoke about it last week, didn't we? How things could be very different at Tynecastle right now had it not been for all the teams below Hearts cutting each other's throats. You know, they've got a 12-point lead, but that's mainly down to the fact that other teams are taking points off of each other, left, right and centre. And it's a crazy league, the Championship. I think there's only there's 10 points separating second top and second bottom in the league at the moment. So yeah. that, that tells its own story. Um, any angle for you in this one, David, beyond goals? Uh, no, I, I thought Hearts were a bit short, given the form as well. Um I don't think uh, it's yeah one or two. I just better than one to two, is it? But yeah, I don't think uh, they're worth backing goals. That I mean, yeah, they scored one goal in each of the last four games, Hearts. So yeah, yeah, difficult to back. Yeah, they have a bit. In, I think it should be. It will be probably quite a decent game. That um, both teams obviously wanted to get promotion at the start of the season, but um, yeah, I think uh, Dundee. How many how many games I'm I'm maybe a bit behind here. How many games are is that season in the championship? Is it a shortened season? Yeah, twenty seven. Yeah, so Hearts have only nine games left. Yeah, so Dundee obviously got a lot of games to catch up in, but they look pretty good for the playoffs. And yeah, I think uh, yeah, I just think that the Hearts are far too short given their current form. Yeah, the one angle that did appeal to me given that over three and a half sorry, over two and a half goals was three to five. Uh, over two and a half goals and both teams to score is 21 to 20. So slightly better than even money, and I thought that might have been worth a, a wee interest, especially based on the fact that there's been 12 goals scored in the last two meetings uh, this season. So, uh, yeah, could be goals in that one. But as I say, match of the day is actually a both v Queen of the South. Am I right, David? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Queen of the South absolutely flying. Um, they've won three, three on the bounce. Uh, to give themselves, yeah, a really good chance of a uh, playoff spot now. They've played more games than uh, all the teams around them. Um, but I don't know if you saw um, 
Willie Gibson's goal last week. Uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? Was it I last week? Two weeks ago at Dundee. Uh, you probably talked about that last week in the pod, but what an absolute strike it was with his left foot. Um, but he's yeah, I think well. he is doing well. He's still still playing. I played with him at um, Falkirk briefly uh, before there was an incident that occurred. <laughs> the result and I'm not playing for the club again. But uh, yeah, um, he's doing really well. And, you can tell uh, us about that after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, I broth. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw that uh, video with Dick Campbell um, talking to yes. Sky Sports on Twitter. Yeah, yeah that was Very absolutely good. brilliant. Um, yeah. Just shows you what type of guy he is. He looks like the type of manager that would be absolutely brilliant to play for, especially when things are going right. Um, I know the type of guy he is. He's very, very loyal to players that do it for him. And it must be a nice environment to be in just now with mm. um, the way they're playing. However... Uh, Queen of the South are two to one to win um, at the weekend. Uh, I know it's at Arbroath, and it can be difficult to go to Gayfield. And Arbroath's home form, pretty solid. Um, they've not lost for five, well, the last five at home. So this one's purely based on on the on the price. Um, I think it's a bit of a fifty-fifty. I'm surprised that Arbroath are such big favourites. Um, but yeah, Queen of the South two to one. I thought. It's probably just worth maybe putting it on a a wee outside line, uh, outside the accumulator. Just um, seems a little bit overpriced. Yeah, they're both the forum teams in the league um, over the last six games are both in Queen's South. You would never have thought you'd be saying that at some point yeah, this season. But um, yeah, I can see why you'd be interested at that price. It was the same. I was interested in both at Air United last week at a similar price. Uh, Greg, are you going to talk? David out of this one, the way you talked to him <laughs> last week. Um, yes. Yes. I think the price is very good. And Queen of the South of the last two months have been fabulous. But Arbroath at home, probably don't lose too many games at home. Usually quite tight matches at Gayfield. Yeah. Um, I think this will be a draw. But I wouldn't talk anybody out back in the win. I, I do think Queen of the South look very attractive, but I think it'll be a draw. Okay, well, well, we'll see you next week. We'll yes. be sure to bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> uh, the other two games in the Championship, Inverness travelled to Aloha and Morton host Air United. I don't think we'll waste much time, or our own time or our listeners' time on either of those games. Uh, none of the four teams are actually in good form at all, uh, so we'll just skip over those ones. Okay, guys, thanks for that. Can you just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend then, starting with yourself, Greg? Yeah, so Aberdeen v Hamilton on Saturday, and I'm taking Hamilton over 3.5 corners at 6-4, and that's with Skybet. And I'm also taking Ross County v Kilmarnock in the six-point relegation battle, and I'm taking over 3.5 cards at even money, and that is with William Hill. And I'm also on my probably bet this season, in the Motherwell match v Livingston, also on Saturday. And I've got two or three bets on that match that I've shared on my private channel. Okay, do David? Yeah, uh, first looking at um, four o'clock on Saturday, Rangers want to submit in. Rangers to win hey, to nil. Can, 
Can we have the UK time, please? Sorry, God, yeah, I'm on my Norwegian <laughs> time. Uh, <laughs> that's 3pm Saturday. Uh, Rangers to St Mirren. Um, Rangers to win to nil, and that's 11 to 10 with Bet365. Um, also, looking at Hibernian, uh, Wade St Johnson, and that is uh, 7 to 4, you said, with Skybet, is yeah. that right? Uh, no, uh, Bet365. Bet, no, Bet365 was 13 to 8, was it? It's maybe been cut in then. It was 74 earlier. Right, okay. So that's Hibs away St. Johnson. That's also at 3 o'clock. And the other game, 3 o'clock on Saturday, is Queen of the South away at Arbroath. And uh, that was 2 to 1 with Bet365. Good stuff. Thank you very much for that, guys. Uh, now don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Brownie84Greg and at dweatherston 11 If you want more tips like these, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his, posts his best tips every day. Just visit cambla.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up there. You should also check out uh, David's blog, which is likeaweatherstone.blogspot.com, where I see you've already started to turn your attention to the yes. new Norwegian season, David. Yeah, I just uh, started my preview and wrote a bit about just a short, it's just going to be short previews this season um, on Boda Glimt and Molde, last year's first and second. But yeah, um, there's a few few bits and pieces going on in uh, Norway's transfer uh, just now. So um, it's definitely interesting to, to get started now and be ready for the new season in uh, about four weeks. Yeah, I was going to ask about four weeks away, is it? Yeah, four, it'll be four weeks on Monday, so it's Easter Monday the uh, season starts. Very exciting. Yeah, we'll look mm. forward to that. Okie thank you for listening to this week's podcast and uh, best of luck with your bets this weekend, guys. Good luck. Yeah, thank Good you. Good luck, thanks. Thanks.